What's up? What's up, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because things can get better. This is true both in the broad sense, but also down to the micro details of our day-to-day lives and businesses. And that's what I want to geek out with you about today. Now, over here, Bryn and I kind of joke that we have this mission to optimize everything, whether that's the limited space in our house, the hours in the day, or the money in the bank. We have taken great joy in this type of incremental improvement. Like, how can we make this 1% better? And if we do that consistently over time, it starts to compound, and we're way better off than when we started. Some of these I've sprinkled into the podcast over the years, like using LastPass to generate and securely store and remember and share online passwords, like learning the keyboard shortcuts to whatever software you use all the time, like using Text Expander to create your own keyboard shortcuts. But I've never done a full episode dedicated to these little life upgrades. These are the new habits, systems, gadgets, software tools that don't cost a ton of money or a ton of time, but they really have an outsized impact on your overall well-being. To help me out with this, I've enlisted the support of several friends and listeners to get their suggestions as well. So how it'll work is you'll hear those clips and I'll work in some of my personal quote upgrades throughout notes and links to all the resources mentioned for this one are at sidehustlenation.com slash upgrades. The first little life upgrade that I want to share, and actually the super nerdy inspiration for this whole episode, is the pair of wireless earbuds I got last Christmas. And actually to make it even nerdier, I got a pair for Bryn and she got me the same pair. Super romantic. And I know I'm probably late to the game on this technology, but if you haven't gone Bluetooth yet, take it from me on the other side. There's no going back. These things will change your life. They bring me so much joy every time I use them. The specific brand that we got is called Sound Pete's, and they have like 15,000 reviews on Amazon. They cost a fraction of what the official fancy Apple AirPods do, and I haven't tried those, so I don't really have anything to compare them to, but I will say they deliver on what they promise, they pair or they sync you know, with your phone quickly, and they seem to hold a charge for a long time. Now, I am not much of a gadget guy, but I do have one other gadget to share that's been a little lifestyle upgrade, and that's been a Kindle, and specifically combining it with library ebooks. I think early on, I was anti-Kindle because I was anti-buying a device only then to have to buy books to put on that device. Uh, I was like, if I'm already buying the book, why have to buy this other thing? But I've come around in a big way and have grown to love this thing for lots of reasons, including that it reduces physical clutter in the house. The thing can store hundreds of books where our physical bookcases can't, or maybe more accurately, well, they're filled up with kids' books at the moment. Number two is the instant gratification on downloads versus ordering a physical book and then having to wait for it to arrive or placing a physical book on hold at the library and then having to go pick it up. I like how it's easy to highlight and save the passages that you like on the Kindle. And you can even do that with library books without having to worry about, oh, am I marking up the pages? Am I going to get fined for damaging this thing? Nope, easy to do electronically. And then I dump those into a Google Doc to save later and either tell you about them on the podcast, tell you about them on the blog. And a pro tip, don't tell anybody that I told you this, but if your Kindle library book is about to expire, just put your Kindle into airplane mode and keep it as long as you need. And that'll help save your battery too. Now we're going to circle back to some more home office and personal upgrades with input from Side Hustle Nation too. But first I want to dive into some simple productivity upgrades 
you can put into action right away. First up is Whitney Hansen from themoneynerds.com. Hey there, this is Whitney Hansen from the Money Nerds podcast, and I am so excited to share my favorite productivity habit that I've been implementing for the past year and have gotten more accomplished in one week than I did in a month before. I'm embarrassed to say that, but it's true. Here's what you do. You start by taking an entire brain dump list of all of the things you need to accomplish this week. Things like pick up the kids from school, go to the gym, work on emails, grading, whatever the heck you need to do. Write all of that down and then put an estimated time for how long each of those tasks will take you. Once you do that, then the important thing is to prioritize this. I use my Google Calendar. It literally saves my life. So I will then take all of those tasks and block it off on my Google Calendar. Here's the important piece. If it goes on your calendar, it must be a results-based activity. I can't just put on my calendar, write. It needs to be write to blog posts. What will you produce during that time? And if you're anything like me, you're probably going to get your time estimates wrong. That's okay. It's a learning process. So the next week when you do this again, you're going to be much better about estimating how long things take. This habit has saved me so much time and energy. I no longer context switch where I'm working on one task and jumping to the other, and I definitely get a lot more accomplished in a short period of time compared to what I did before. I like this one and try to use a similar time blocking strategy to add tasks to my calendar myself. I could probably be better at it, and I think a system like Whitney's would probably appeal to me. I remember my third grade teacher, Mrs. Owens, if you're out there, would have written out every morning on the side of the chalkboard the schedule for the day, like 9.30 to 10, math, 10 to 10.45, reading, 10.45 to 11, recess. And I really liked that because I could see what was coming. There is a saying you can judge somebody's priorities by their calendar. And so if you're new to time blocking, the way that I would start would be with your highest priority projects. If you block off the time for those and you're serious about it, I think you're much more likely to take action. Now, how do you execute inside of those time blocks? Here's Ashley Barnett from hitpublish.com. Hey, Nick, this is Ashley Barnett from hitpublish.com. And my latest life optimization habit is Pomodors. So for those out there that don't know, Pomodors are time blocks where you work in ultra-focused bursts followed by a small break. So I do a 30-minute time block of work followed by a five-minute break. When I start my work day, I set a goal for how many Pomodors I'm going to do that day. So I might write down that I'm going to do eight Pomodors on a scrap piece of paper. And then every time I do one, I make a little tick mark to record it. And I've tried Pomodors in the past and they've never worked for me. They always felt really weird. But setting that daily goal of how many I'm going to do each day has somehow been the piece of the puzzle that I was missing. I've been doing this for several weeks now, and it's been amazing. Last week, I was able to take Friday completely off. And this week, I'm only working a half day on Friday, and I'm still getting everything that I need to get done, done. So it's been all about keeping those little distractions at bay. So hopefully that helps someone out there. And thanks for everything that you do. Have you tried the Pomodoro method? I have used it on and off, but never with really any consistency. And I think the biggest advantage here would be to basically budget in your distraction time. It's like you're acknowledging that no one realistically works the whole time that they're, quote, working. And by allocating time to reset those five-minute breaks, you hopefully are avoiding the distractions in between during the 30-minute focus time block. Now, to give credit, I first learned about time blocking and theming your days 
from Mike Vardy of Productivityist.com. Here's Mike with his latest little life upgrade. Hi, I'm Mike Vardy. I am the founder of Productivityist.com. And recently, I've started to replace checking out the morning news with the morning meditation. As a matter of fact, I've embraced meditation big time over the last month or so, and it has really made a huge impact. I use the Muse headband to kind of gamify it a little bit, and I've meditated for as little as five minutes a day to as much as 40 to 60 minutes a day. And it's really made a huge impact on how I'm feeling. I go into the day with more calmness and clarity. I'm less frazzled. And then the other thing I do is I meditate at the end of the day now, and I've added that to the mix as well. And what that allows me to do, it allows me to kind of clear the cobwebs, end the day kind of cleared to neutral so that I'm not going to bed with all these thoughts racing around in my head. I mean, I do journal as well, but this definitely amps it up a little bit, which sounds weird when you're talking about meditation and amping it up. But it really has allowed me to be more centered, more focused. And as a result, I'm able to make every moment matter that much more. So for me, adopting a meditation practice, because you never really win at meditation, but you got to keep practicing it because it is that, has been a real game changer. And using the Muse headband has been the thing that is the catalyst. I see it in front of me every single day. I know that it's going to help me get clear, get focused, and move forward with the best actions I can take on a daily basis. So this has been Mike Barty from Productivityist.com. And that's been the little upgrade I've added to my life that's had a big impact. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Are you a meditator? I've got to ask Mike how he does this or if he does this with the kids at home. 
if it's just a matter of getting up before them, doing it after they go to bed, locking himself into a closet for a few minutes. And in fairness, I understand that's an excuse on my part. And I'm willing to give the meditation habit another shot because it comes with a whole host of well-documented physical and mental benefits. But each time I try, I can't help but think there's got to be something better to do with this time than just sit here. That's my personal hang up with it. I don't know any other failed meditators out there, but let's try it again. Maybe I just need to get this fancy brainwave uh, headband thingy. Either way, if you are struggling to start or maintain a new habit, here's a tip that might help. Hey, Nick, Amber Hurdle here, amberhurdle.com, founder of the Velvet Machete Leadership Academy. I have to tell you that the little life upgrade that I've recently found is an app called Habit Share. And it's unlike using reminders on your phone because it's very intentional about tracking the consistency of your habits. And there's a little more granular detail that you could put in there. And the reason why this matters to me is because while I've always been very intentional about like exercise and nutrition, I found that I was able to amplify throughout quarantine my ability to spend a lot more time in mindfulness. I've always been a journaler. I've been touch and go with meditation. And so that was something that really grew for me during quarantine. And as life starts amping up again and we start getting as busy as we were pre-COVID, this has just been a great reminder. So like, for example, I have nothing against alcohol. Anybody who knows me knows this girl loves her some brown water. And if you pour me a bourbon on the rocks, I'll be a happy camper. But while you're launching or while you're having to show up big for friends and family, that might not be the best choice for the day. So for example, I get a notification around that time where I might be tempted to pour a glass of wine that says, say no to alcohol. Remember how amazing you feel and how much better you perform without poisoning your body. Now that's really aggressive language, but that's kind of how I roll. And so it's just that reminder. Now I can check in on my friends and be like, hey, why haven't you exercised in three days? What's going on? Because they've shared their habits with me. And in turn, by just simply doing that, it makes me want to be sure that I'm hitting my habits so that when they check in on me, I'm able to account for that as well. So if you're social or if you're maybe a little more introverted and this is just for you, I think this is a great app and a great way to stay on track so you can show up as intentionally as you can to do what you need to do in this world. Thanks, Amber, for sharing that. That's at habitshareapp.com. Might have to check it out. Next up is a pair of powerful daily habits I think just about everyone should be implementing. Hey, Nick Conrad Dees from GratefulOnPurpose.com. Here's a little life optimization slash upgrade I'm sure would help your listeners. I actually first heard you mention it probably five years ago. It's called the I Done This in Daily Gratitude Method System Challenge. But basically, it's just a system to hold yourself accountable and get the daily benefits of gratitude all on autopilot. So I've kept a physical gratitude journal for probably about 10 years, but now I also have an electronic gratitude journal through the I Done This in Daily Gratitude system. So it's very simple to set up and probably easier to see than hear. So if someone just Googles SideHustleNation.com plus I Done This, they can find that original post, but it's just using your Google or Gmail account plus NudgeMail.com and setting up a very simple Google form with two fields, one being today I completed and one being today I'm grateful for. And of course, they can customize that however they want, but you just send that form by email within the Google Forms to daily at nudgemail.com or daily 8 p.m. at nudgemail.com. Whatever time you want to get the email reminder, you can just put that at the end of the word daily before the at nudgemail.com. And again, all this can be seen on the blog post. 
Nudge Mail is actually available to use completely for free. And it has been for the last five years, I think I've been using it, but it is well worth sending them a few dollars per month to help keep that service going. But that's completely optional because they offer the service for free. The benefits of setting this up for side hustlers, I would say are a few things. First of all, keeping an account of and constantly reminding yourself of what you're grateful for is like massively beneficial, especially in times when there's so much to complain about. And then having the electronic record of things you're grateful for, like for me, things I was grateful for five years ago, and even just five months ago or five days ago is really good to see. It's really cool to see. And when you set this up through Google Forms, it saves all your responses in a Google spreadsheet or on the responses section of the Google form. So it's cool to go back and see those things that you've appreciated over time. And then also, of course, the I completed part you get that same benefit. As a side hustler, your goal is to make progress on your side hustle, whether it's staying a side hustle or becoming a full-time thing. So getting the daily reminder of a question of what did I complete today helps you make sure that you make progress. And then seeing what you completed in the past can be encouraging or seeing what you haven't completed can be encouraging, seeing where you need to uh, step it up and complete some things. It helps you be more productive in the present. And for me, what's maybe even more beneficial is reflecting on my progress or lack of progress and reflecting on my gratitude entries. So very small thing time-wise, but definitely impactful. Like there's a disproportionate ROI, I would say, for the effort put in to set it up to the benefits that you get from actually using it. Thanks to Conrad for sharing that. And I think this really is a powerful habit to make part of your daily or nightly shutdown routine. This moment of reflection on what you got done. Did you do work that mattered? Did you make some progress? And also, what are you grateful for? Of course, our brains tend to focus on the bad news or on the threats but that's not the whole picture. So I've found that gratitude journaling often helps uh, bring me back to center. Now, I like the digital log that Conrad's been building up over several years. And if you prefer a physical journal, I've baked both of these habits into my progress journal, which helps you make meaningful progress toward your important goals in four-week time blocks. You can find more info about that at progressjournal.net. Now, next up is an interesting tip to help reduce mental clutter and not letting things fall through the cracks when it comes to following up. Hi, Nick. James Bowen here from learncoderetain.com. I write about productivity and learning hacks on my website. It's written primarily for developers, but the tactics can be used by anyone, really. So this is my simplest bang-for-buck tip. Set a folder up under your inbox called Waiting On. Then use your email rules to create a copy of every email that you send there. So why do that? Because if you're sending an email to someone else, chances are you're wanting them to do something. Anytime you want to review who you're waiting on, you've got one place to go, regardless of how many plates you're actually spinning. And the thing with the rule is, you never forget to make a copy. If you sent 15 emails a day and manually made that copy every time, that's five seconds. So if you automate, you'd save around five hours a year. But I actually put the savings in the days category because if you don't have the waiting on folder, you go through emails every time, search your memory banks every time, trying to work out who you're going to chase up and when. So put everything in one place and automate away. Cheers, Nick. Thanks, James, for that. James actually pointed me to an interesting new course platform that's just for audio courses. It's called listenable.io. He's testing it out right now with his Productivity Systems for Developers course. 
but might be worth checking out if you're a podcaster or if you're teaching something that doesn't necessarily have a need for a visual component. Again, that's listenable.io, and I'll link up James's course in the show notes for this episode. Now, we've been through about half a dozen of these different productivity upgrades and optimizations so far, but they don't address the problem or the reality that there's still only so many hours in the day. Hey, Nick, this is Whitney from the blog, Try and True Mom Jobs. And my new habit or optimization, well, it's really an optimization and it's really not new to other people, but it's new for me and it's outsourcing. So I finally realized that in order to grow, I need to let go of some tasks that are just taking up too much of my time, like Pinterest and revamping my old articles for SEO and just focus more on strategic areas of my business. This only took me about three years to get, but I finally got it. I just had this thought process that if I knew how to do these things, that I didn't want to give it to someone else and pay them for it. But that's just foolish thinking. And these things are tax write-offs. So I'm investing more in my business and just focusing on being there for my kids, which was the whole reason I even started my blog. Now that I've done this, I just feel so free and I'm just kicking myself for not doing this any sooner. Cheers to Whitney for embracing outsourcing to start taking control by letting go. We've done a few episodes on hiring virtual assistants in the past, so I'll link those up for you in the show notes. I think those are worth a listen. If you're on the fence between delegating and not delegating, you'll find that at sidehustlenation.com slash upgrades. But this has been a big struggle for me too. On the surface, it sounds simple, of course. Hire some help, right? But it's always more nuanced than that. Opening the doors to your business is vulnerable, It can be tricky. You might think you might not have budget for it, but I'm taking some of Whitney's advice to heart this quarter, though. Finally getting some tasks off my plate. Among those are Pinterest. I'm taking another shot at reviving that platform as a traffic source, getting some bookkeeping help, getting out of my daily Excel revenue expense tracking. Even though I like it, I know it's probably not how I should be spending my time. And for the first time, someone to help out with the inbox and customer support and some other administrative tasks. But let's transition here from talking about productivity habits and upgrades to talking about your workspace itself. I had a couple call-ins related to office optimizations. Hey, Nick. Jimmy from Long Island, New York here. My side hustle is web design and marketing consulting. My side hustle's company name is Redhead Marketing Group, Inc., and my website is redheadmg.com. So one little life upgrade I recently made was setting up a double monitor screen setup, specifically two HP 23ES monitors. So before having two monitors, I was making websites on a single monitor or just my laptop. You know, I got to say, having two monitors has been a complete game changer in terms of productivity and multitasking. Some people argue that it would take up too much space and could lead to more distractions, but I completely disagree. So if anyone out there is on the fence on whether to have, you know, a dual screen setup or not, I highly recommend it personally. Thanks. I haven't gone dual monitors yet, but one day, Jimmy, one day for sure. This is a big deal. And it's one where you don't really know what you're missing until either you have a big monitor and lose it. You go back to just the laptop screen or you make the upgrade and you wonder why you didn't do it years before. I was in that second boat. I worked for way too long, years, on a 13-inch laptop, and still do, actually, Dell XPS 13. But the big difference now is that it's paired with a 23 or 24-inch monitor. It's not double the screen real estate, like you might think. It's actually almost quadruple the screen real estate. It's huge. And it's 
better for ergonomics and all that stuff too. The cool thing here is you can get a perfectly functional monitor in this size range for a little over $100. I will link up Jimmy's suggestion and the exact one that I have in the show notes. It's definitely a case where either my frugality or maybe just plain old ignorance was costing me. It's just like the wireless earbuds. There's no going back. Now, one thing that's been on our mind and probably just about everyone's mind this year is optimizing our homes. We're spending a lot more time here. So how can we make the most of the space we have and make it a place that's both functional and healthy and that feels like home? For example, we've been adulting real hard over here and we finally got some house plants. We've got a snake plant, a fig something, and a couple monsteras. I guess they call them a Swiss cheese plant. Basically, I googled houseplants that are hard to kill. And the reason for that is we haven't had the greatest luck as gardeners. So I thought it would make sense to start with something that was at least advertised as being easy. Plus, having plants around supposedly improves your mood and helps naturally purify your air. After all the wildfire smoke we had this summer, I will take all the help I can get. The next upgrade comes from Callan and Brittany at thesavvycouple.com. Hey, Nick. Callan Klein here from The Savvy Couple. Recently, we moved to our new house and we upgraded by getting a home gym. So we started to put together a home gym with a squat rack, a bench press, bumper plates, the whole nine to make sure that we are getting our workouts in, to make sure that we are prioritizing our fitness in our life. And it's had a huge impact on us, not only emotionally, but physically. We've just had more energy. We've been able to focus on our business more, focus on our family more. Just by not having to go to the gym and having it at home, it's reduced the friction to want to go work out. So we've been in a really good routine of making sure we get our weekly workouts in and just staying fit and staying active. So it's been a huge upgrade and one that we should have done sooner. Can I tell you about all the time I wasted in a previous life driving to the gym just to use their exercise equipment? I suppose if I was really trying to bulk up, I could use some more weights. But for the past few years, I've been into higher intensity bodyweight workouts, largely inspired by Rob Dion at Open Sky Fitness. My goal is maximum benefit in minimum time, right? Something we can probably get on board with. Long gone are the days of running four or five miles. It just didn't do it for me. And I've found that even in just 10 or 20 minutes, this type of resistance plus cardio training, right? If you do resistance training fast enough, it becomes cardio. That's been enough to maintain weight and feel better throughout the day. There was a time where I would make the excuse, I don't have time for that. But whenever I prioritize this early morning workout, I find I'm in a much better place for the rest of the day. This next little life upgrade comes from Nick True from mappedoutmoney.com. Hi, my name is Nick True, and I run a YouTube channel and podcast called Mapped Out Money. I've actually been thinking about a very similar question to the little life upgrade that has been helping me a lot, where I've been asking, what area can I kind of go luxury in that's still relatively inexpensive? And so it's kind of objectively, it's not a ton of money, but yet it still adds a lot of value to my life. And my favorite one recently has been a couple of pairs of like super nice premium socks, um, specifically some socks called Features. And my wife and I both have bought two different pairs now. But when we first got them, just one pair, we're trying them out. Now, these socks are like 15 to $20, okay, for a single pair of socks. So relatively speaking, that seems kind of crazy to me at first, but they've made such a massive impact. And objectively speaking, it's only $20. So what have they done for me? Well, first off, they've made me like way less sore when I'm running or working out. 
because of the way they're designed and the compression in the socks, I've just, I'm much less sore after. And then I'm also more comfortable during the run and during the workout. And I think the little extra bonus that I did not expect when uh, the lady at the store sort of sold us on these socks, the lady at the running store, was that they actually make me want to run more. Like, I know that sounds weird, but I'm so excited to put on these socks because they feel so good. And like, I feel like, yeah, I'm a runner when I wear these socks that I've noticed myself wanting to work out and wanting to run just so that I can wear these socks. And so that sounds kind of crazy at first, but honestly, it's the truth. So I've been really loving these uh, premium socks called Features. Thanks, Nick, for letting me share. Sounds like money well spent. I like Nick's reframe there of asking the question, what small areas can you go luxury in that won't break the bank, but may bring you some outsized happiness? I'm with you. I think good socks are definitely worth it. I actually heard a piece of advice once that said, don't cheap out on anything that goes between you and the ground. That could be your shoes and your socks. That could be your tires on your car. That could be your mattress on your bed. Actually, a failed upgrade attempt this year to share on that front. We've been trying to replace our 15-year-old mattress and haven't really found a clear winner there yet. But one thing I wanted to test in the meantime was the chili pad. So I heard about this from Tim Ferriss and other people swear by this thing. But what it basically is, it's a mattress topper that runs cold water through these like tiny little pipes to help you sleep cooler. And uh, you can crank it up to make it hot if you wanted to, too. But I always sleep hot. So I had it on the cold settings. I really wanted to love this, but I noticed I slept measurably worse with it running. And it could have been just, you know, not getting used to the feeling of running water underneath you. It was a little bit weird. But I was able to return it and chalk it up as something that I'd wanted to test anyway. And that's really the nature of all of these little upgrades is that they're low risk enough that it might be worthwhile to test out. And when you do that consistently, you look back at a few years ago and wonder, how did we even live like that? That was my reaction when I heard this next tip. Hi, Nick and Side Hustle Nation. This is Jolene Blackburn from Legal Learning Center at LegalLearningCenter.com. My tip for you is wrinkle releaser. This is not something new to me, but apparently a lot of people don't know about it. I used to go to court and I would see attorneys with wrinkles all over the place. And finally, I asked one of them, why do you come to court wrinkled? And she said, well, I don't like to iron. You guys, you don't have to iron and you don't have to go around wrinkled. Wrinkle releaser is just a spray you put on your clothes and even the worst wrinkles come out within minutes. I hope that helps. Jolene, how is this the first time I'm hearing about this product? For someone who also hates ironing and thankfully doesn't have to do it very much anymore, that sounds awesome. Thank you for sharing. Wrinkle Releaser. At first, I thought she was talking about an anti-aging product, but Wrinkle Releaser for your clothes. A couple other home-related upgrades that I had on my list that I wanted to share before we wrap up were a magnetic knife strip that mounts on the wall, and that replaced the big wooden knife block that sat on the counter, took a bunch of space. And the other one was a pair of magnetic key hooks that we have on our fridge. And it gives us a consistent place to put the car keys. It's on the way out the door and it doesn't take up any counter space. And for not having lost a set of keys all year, that tiny investment was priceless. Now, of course, these are not wholesale life changes, but like we've been talking about, I'm a fan of stacking these little incremental improvements because I do believe they can compound over time. And I think they can also have a snowball effect over time. For example, 
one major life upgrade for me was discovering podcasts many, many years ago. Like, wait a minute, there's free on-demand audio content on whatever topic I want to learn about. That is a game changer, right? And the next little life upgrade is discovering you could increase the playback speed on those podcasts, right? Oh my gosh, this is even better. And then the next one is discovering, oh, you can start one of these podcasts yourself, which has taken on a whole life of its own. So I think there's a snowball effect to these things as well. The other thing that is worth addressing here is uh, to play this optimization game, recognize it for what it is. A journalist sent me a video this spring that poked some good-natured fun at what was perhaps called optimization culture. It featured this fictional guy who had used technology and apps to essentially eliminate all the friction and downtime in his day. But the big punchline was, well, what was he using all that extra time for? Like, what was it all for? I know you will have your own answer to that question, but that's what I'd like to leave you with today. Keep your eyes on the big picture and what these little upgrades may allow you to do differently or allow you to do better. If you have a little life upgrade or optimization that you've made recently, I would love to hear about it. I feel like this is how ideas spread and we can make everybody's life better. You can drop yours in the comments for this episode at sidehustlenation.com slash upgrades or shoot me a note, nick at sidehustlenation.com. If I get a few to share, I will do so probably through the email newsletter. If you're not on board with that, you can punch in your info at sidehustlenation.com slash join. You'll be able to sign up and see what everybody else has shared. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.